to the Script Bits podcast for Sunday, 5th March, 2023. Our bit today comes from Matthew 14, 27, which says, But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, take courage, it is I, be not afraid. One more time around the block, dear friends, and we are right back where we started. Sunday, the Lord's Day, and there's no better place to be on the first day of the week than in his sanctuary, worshiping him, offering up grateful thanks and praise. And if, for whatever reason, you can't make it to the sanctuary, then be sure to join fellow worshipers through some technological means or the other, because it is ever so important to begin our week with the love, the renewal, refreshment, and confidence that comes from worshiping our Heavenly Father. And today's song of worship is a beautiful hymn with heartfelt lyrics written by James Rowe, 1866-1933, and it's most aptly titled, Love Lifted Me. Rowe was born in England, the son of a copper miner, but immigrated to the United States from Ireland in 1889. Love Lifted Me was written and published in 1912, quickly gaining popularity among United Methodists as one of the frequently sung songs in the cockle, sorry, the Cokesbury hymnal. The lyrics say, or the lyrics they say, are drawn from the stories of Jesus and his disciples at sea from the book of Matthew. Rowe plays upon the idea of sinking in water to sinking in sin, and that Jesus can lift us out of despair to salvation. But before we get into the whys and wherefores of the hymn, let's sing it now with heartfelt sincerity in a scintillating mid-tempo version because it's a joyful song. So let's sing it like our souls are truly joyful and we are not just mouthing the words. Singing. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry, from the waters lifted me, now safe am I. And we come to the chorus that says, love lifted me, love lifted me, when nothing else could help. Love lifted me, love lifted me, yes, love lifted me, when nothing else could help, love lifted me. And then the next verse says, all my heart to him I give, ever to him I'll cling, in his blessed presence live, ever his praises sing. Love so mighty and so true merits my soul's best songs. Faithful loving service too, to him belongs. And we go through the chorus one more time. Then the last verse tells us, souls in danger, look above. 
Jesus completely saves. He will lift you by his love out of the angry waves. He's the master of the sea. Billows his will obey. He your savior wants to be. So be saved today. And we go through the chorus. We end up with the chorus here. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Yes, love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Oh, my people, is that ever so true? The love of Jesus is the only thing that can really lift us from the depths of sin, darkness, sorrow, depression, or whatever other negative situations we may face. Whoa, there's nothing as precious and soul-satisfying in this world like the awesome love of Jesus. And let me tell you, people, if you don't know the love of Jesus from first-hand experience, then you're missing the best time or times of your life. For when you know his love, everything changes in your life. You are peaceful, confident, filled with faith, hope, and joy, bubbling over with the excitement that comes from knowing you are saved that salvation has come, and a wonderful sense of anticipation of eternal life envelops your soul. Whoa! It couldn't get any better than that, my brethren. But enough philosophical discourse. Let's turn to the reality of the situations that the song was apparently based on. The first story comes after Jesus fed the 5,000 men beside women and children with five loaves of bread and two fishes. And you can find that in Matthew 14, verses 13 to 21. He then enjoined the disciples to get into a boat and go over to the other side while he sent away the crowd, then went up into the mountain for some quiet prayer time with his father. Later on that night, the disciples found themselves in a difficult position in the middle of the sea. Their boat was tossed with waves and a contrary wind. And in the fourth watch of the night, that's between 3 and 6 a.m., Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, or take courage. It is I. Be not afraid. And that comes from Matthew 14, 26-27. Oh, my fellow believers, that's one of the winning characteristics of Jesus. He never leaves his people in the lurch. He will always come to you at your lowest moment when all your hope and faith seems to have evaporated. Then, as was so often the case, Peter spoke up, saying, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee in the water. And he, that's Jesus, said, Come. And Peter was come down out of the ship. 
Yeah, and when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. And you can find that in Matthew 14, 28 to 29. Yes, the good old Peter, always in the forefront, willing to try anything. This time, though, he met his match. The gospel says, but when he saw the wind boisterous, that's violent, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And that comes from Matthew 14, 30 to 31. Excuse me here for a minute. Let me take a drink of water. The old throat is a bit dry. <clears throat> yes, friends, unfortunately, doubt is also our downfall. We claim to believe, but when the rubber really hits the road, all our doubts surface and we get scared despite our good intentions and faith in Christ. No, it's not always easy to face those fearful situations, but we do need to come up over our fears if our witness is to amount to anything. Now, listen to this last part of the story now. The gospel says, And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. And that comes from Matthew 14, 32 to 33. Yes, when the living is easy, we have all sorts of fancy, faithful talk until the next time our world crumbles around us. And now the next incident is one we looked at just a couple of days ago when Jesus was on the boat with the disciples and a terrible storm arose so that the boat began taking in water. But Jesus was comfortably asleep in the stern of the boat without a care. Mark tells us that the disciples awoke Jesus, saying, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, or who is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? And that comes from Mark 4, 38 to 41. Oh, my fellow saints, that is the man, yes, Jesus is the man who created both the wind and the sea and all therein on planet Earth. And that's why his creations obey him. Well, all that is except his most wonderful and the dearest creation to his heart. That's mankind. And here's an interesting comment to end our bit today. It says, Rose him masterfully incorporates both stories using sinking or being swamped 
into the sea as an illustration for sinking deep in sin, sinking to rise no more. And Jesus, master of the sea, hears our pleas for help, reaches out to us in love, and lifts us up into the well-being of grace. And that's certainly the gospel truth, friends. Jesus is always reaching out to us when we lose our way, lifting us back up to a place of care and comfort in his merciful arms. So if we feel lost today, let's seek out Jesus now, call out to him for help, and believe that he will offer it. Much love. And the postscript for today says, clinging to Jesus is undoubtedly a win-win situation. Yes, it is, my people. If you cling to Jesus like white and rice, you can't ever lose because he's the savior of the universe, the creator, the provider, and everything else. So please, let's get to Jesus today and look to him for all that we need because he has everything. We don't need anything else if we have Jesus. And we pray that in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.